Wolverine. Wolverine. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast. We have an exciting show for you this week, and even Saturday can't stop us from resurrecting your favorite podcast to talk about cable. I'm your host, Quentin Emler, and joining me this week, it's Dane Rainier. Can't stop, won't stop. And Kelsey Struts. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I don't know about dogs, but we got uh, several animal-based characters to talk about in the news this week. Uh, both news stories MCU-related. First and foremost, let's talk Black Widow. Push back to July, and they did the thing that theaters weep for everywhere. They're releasing it on Disney Plus. However, I don't imagine you guys are going to weep about this. Well, e- yes and no. I mean, yeah, it it is much easier for me than to watch it. Um, but I don't know. There, there's some nostalgia for the big blockbuster premiere release at a movie theater because I am an old man. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is far more convenient for me, and it is more likely that I watch it because of that. But I I was likely going to try and go see that one in theaters, just because I like Tax, Taskmaster, and I haven't seen a Marvel movie in theaters in some time. Dude, it's been so long since I've seen an ad for that movie, I forgot Taskmaster was in it. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been like delayed how many times? Three, uh, at least. It's, it's going to be over a year post. Right. We, but it was also like delayed recent enough that they went through their whole advertising budget thing. Like right. they, they did all the all the ads. Like you totally like it got pushed hard, and then it just well, sure, it got a full delayed. scale movie. I mean, uh, you know, triple A movie Marvel push, and then it's like okay, well, don't have the money to do that again, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, but the problem um, is, it's on it's on Disney Plus, but it's on the premiums thing, right? So you're gonna have to pay yeah, thirty bucks, thirty bucks, which right. like thirty bucks. But if you're gonna take your family to see it all, you also get to keep it for. I'm not taking my family Disney to Plus. see it normally. I'd have just taken myself and possibly my wife. Yeah, so I mean, that's like I, I mean, I guess at, at that point, that is kind of what two movie tickets cost, right? Yeah, I don't know, it's I not on a, a monstrous screen. It's not a monstrous screen with. You know, skull blasting sound. We also have slightly to... smelly seats and loud people talking, making jokes in the theater behind you. And yes. thirty-seven dollar Mike and Ike's. Well, no, I've snuck in Taco Bell at this point. I'm quite all right. <laughs> Rookie move. Rookie hey, move. by the way, Taco Bell should pay us for this advertisement. Yeah, there you go. You fourth tell meal. You tell fourth Why meal. Why would they pay for it when we're going to do it for them for free? That's that's fair. In the future, all everyone right. knows all restaurants are Taco Bell. Yeah, but once they win the, the what is it? The, the franchise wars? wars. The franchise, the franchise wars. wars. There's not even going to be a competition, so they don't need to advertise. Um, let's go ahead and talk about our next news topic, staying in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and let's discuss Falcon and Winter Soldier. I believe Kelsey's seen about half of it, uh, but due to technical difficulties, aka his children, was not able to finish the episode. Uh, but what'd you think of what you saw? Um, so far, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it does remind me of the Winter Soldier movie in that it seems to be more of a spy thriller kind of caper. Anthony Mackie is nailing uh, the Falcon. He really brings what they like to call gravitas to it. Um, uh, just good emotional content from Anthony Mackie for being a character who's the Falcon. I mean, kind of the butt of jokes for a while in Marvel comics, but yeah, sort of the, know. the Aquaman, of right. The Avengers. Yeah. Dane, what's your take on the, the show so far? Yeah, He's trying to give it. Well, so <laughs> thank you. So I don't want to spoil anything for you because you haven't gotten all the way through it. But uh, it's fine. Spoilers don't affect me in any way. I think, what was really interesting to me is you talking about how well Anthony Mackie like nailed it because they, they just made Falcon's character, Anthony Mackie. Like he's a yes. pickup driving yes, Louisiana family's got a shrimp boat. Like it, from everything I understand that's, they were just like, Hey Anthony, what's your home look like? And then 
they made that the Falcons' backstory. Like, I, I, I would not be surprised if you told me that was his truck that he was driving. Like that they were just like, oh, Anthony, just bring your truck that's on the fair. set. Like they just made they just yeah, made the characters. Uh, so that's an interesting out. thing. Because Anthony Mackie and the Falcon, like the Falcon, I I love uh particularly Ed Brubaker's run, Death of Captain America. Love it, love it, love it. Falcon's a big part of that, but he's just they say it's so generic, like I'm a good paragon. And Winter Soldier is where a lot of the complex character work comes from. And I think Mackie is the Falcon. And you can just get rid of the old stuff, in my opinion. Like, make the Falcon Anthony Mackie. I think that's what they've done. Which <laughs> Why would it, you not? Yeah, it, it works. Uh, 100%. I'm loving this show. Feels like a continuation of that great Captain America corner of the Marvel Universe we've had. Definitely, like, everything we've said, everything we knew about this show seems to be true. It feels more like a movie. But what do you guys think about their ability to decompress two character arcs where it feels like they each are starting to get their own movie. Like they're telling way more story than what a two and a half hour movie can. Do you guys think going back to black widow where you're having the focus on six characters in two and a half hours, like, will that still work in a post WandaVision winter soldier Falcon world? We'll have to find out. I mean, sure. I think, I mean, it's not like, TV is just going to kill movies. We've had television for a while. Marvel's, I think, just shown they can do both. There's different pacing and timing for it, and they've clearly figured it out. I mean, so I think they, you, they're perfectly capable of balancing both those genres. Do you know whose performance I am impressed with? Is it mine Rush? each week on the examination podcast? It George is. Rush St. Pierre. Yeah. He is good. His his action scenes are really good. I mean, yes, he is already a fighter, but that doesn't necessarily mean he can carry that weight in an actual fight scene, you know, without you know hitting someone or something like that. You know, it it it, it he lends well to his role. He does well with it. In fairness, you don't know that he didn't beat the crap out of Anthony Mackie filming that. That's true. You know, I, this isn't meant as a complete knock because she was fine in the Mandalorian, but like Gina Carino, is that her name? Carano. Uh, Carano. So Carano, she was good, but like the acting wasn't always there, even though she had the physical parts. And yeah. uh, then you've got like the George Clooney, Brie Larson, where I don't really feel like they bring the character part to it. Like, I don't know the physicality and what's necessary. So I'll, I'll give you that credit. I think he's doing a better job than either of those three people did at balancing both. Not that it's a huge part, but like, yeah, said, I was gonna it's say. fun. Yeah. He's, he's done. Yeah, what he he nails it. He's done what he's been asked, but it wasn't like he's been asked to do a whole time, but they no. needed, they wanted a physical character. They brought in a physical guy. I think they've gotten what they wanted out of him. And now we've spent. Well, and I appreciate him willing to come back and just add right. that universe to Marvel movies and Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah, that there's a continuation of an old piece that it it ties yeah. it together. You you could have put it put in a generic terrorist boss man, but like having him gives you a smile that you can't get from other movies, especially considering it's a a side villain that came out of Winter Soldier. Yeah, but it just like immediately puts you back in that place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to jump forward a little bit. We're still going to talk about some of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, specifically some pan movies and some uh, not as well received ones. Uh, in the Crucible, we're going to discuss what X-Men and Marvel Cinematic Universe movies would benefit from a Snyder Cut style redo. Is there a movie... That would benefit. Is there a director you think if they had more time would have told a better story? Or do you think Justice League is like a unique situation? Um, a, a few recommendations I had of, of panned movies. There was one that stood out to me. So I had Thor The Dark World, Iron Man 2, and Incredible Hulk. And Incredible Hulk, I think Edward Norton kind of had a vision for it. I could see that one doing well with the Snyder Cut kind of treatment. But I think the Dark World and uh, Iron Man Two were just bad. <laughs> like, are you trying to say you don't want an extra hour and a half of Whiplash? But he had his bird. <laughs> Best part of that movie was when he was underwear. 
confronting Iron Man, talking about <laughs> how he's going to take him down. I don't know. It's the whole Snyder cut thing to me is almost like I almost don't even see it as a movie, right? Like because I get that we got it, but that's it's unreleasable. I get that it exists. Right, like it's unreleasable. You can't call that a movie. It's like you can't say, "Oh, his version was better." Yeah. His version, Snyder's What's version, film isn't mean? a version. It's just every single was thing it really they shot. Different? I mean, oh, it's did, like did they not three times the well length. They just smash it. Oh, it, I mean, it's like an hour and a half to two hours of extra stuff that you didn't need. I mean, two hours of extra stuff that's so important and makes the movie watchable somehow. <laughs> but IGN I mean, gave it an eight out of ten. <laughs> I mean, it does. I realize we're totally missing like the point of this conversation just to discuss the Snyder Cut, but like it, it does add. I mean, you get more moments because DC never had the ability or just didn't develop the characters the same way that Marvel did before bringing them together. Like there were just so many more movies, and so in a lot of ways, it was the ability to try and bring those characters up to speed beforehand, but. I, I don't know. It's just like... So what movies, Marvel-wise, would... I think Incredible Hulk. I think Edward Norton wanted to do a lot of different things that maybe didn't fit with what Kevin Feige was trying to build. And the fact that there was an impasse there where they couldn't come back together so early tells me that he had a different vision for what they were going to do with the Hulk. So, so I wouldn't have mind seeing that vision. You'd have something different, at least, that way. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing, right? Yeah, like it may is, not be I think Iron Man 2 or... would be more of the pro- same problems. wouldn't necessarily improve it. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd like to see someone do a different crack at uh, Spider-Man 3. Wait, the... Like the original? The, yes. Emo? Yes. Ramiverse? Yes. I would love to see something like... like is, was that his final vision? Or was there so many buttons he had to hit in a certain <laughs> amount of time where he's like, okay... This is what I got to do because now I've created a monster in popularity. So here like, we go. That wasn't a situation like we just didn't get enough time or it felt rushed or there wasn't developed. Like somebody made that and looked at it and said, push it. That's this is what we're well, actually. That, that's, not, that's actually exactly what this is. It's because they forced him to add Venom at the last minute. He didn't want to put Venom in it. But even if you add Venom... How does it get us the the dance well, scene? Hey, like, how do we get there? I'm sorry that you don't understand the nuances of the dancing scene. The social commentary goes above your thick head. You got me there. Oh man, I think you're probably well, right. Incredible Hulk has the most potential. Yeah, with Ed Norton, it it would almost feel a little wasteful considering you know, he's not there anymore. It's also interesting because the Dark Phoenix, in a lot of ways, is that for X-Men 3. Like the Snyder Cut. I guess that's true. Like, they remade basically the same movie and tried to make it more interesting and better. Like, the same beats are there for the most part. But it's still terrible. Because it's another crack at the Dark Phoenix. Like, well, I think I have an opinion on that. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard Both that the Justice League and Snyder Cut are terrible, in my opinion. But I, I think there's. I mean, your analogy is the Dark Phoenix is the Snyder Cut. Like, I think there's an argument to be made. It's the opposite. That that's the, the anti Snyder Cut. Well, no, that it is the original. The influence, version. the corporate. Yeah, because influence version. If I understand, if I remember correctly, and I might be wrong, I don't remember where I read it. The idea was that like they had the idea for what they were doing with the aliens and everything. And then it was around the time that Marvel was getting, was acquiring Fox and the X-Men and everything. And they said, this is too close to our storyline going on in um, Captain Marvel. And so you need to change it. And so they had to like last second slapdash something together that not that I think that was necessarily the biggest problem with that movie, but in a lot of ways it feels like that's the one that we'd want to see the original idea for. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, well, either way, uh, we got lots of good X-Men movies, got lots of good Marvel movies, and there's been some great DC movies uh, that paved the way for us to be where we are. Um, so let's talk comics this week, though, because we got some great books to uh, yes. talk about. 
Start things off the hot way with uh, Cable. Can we get a recap of Cable? Oh, hey. Cable. Cable. Cable and Esme sabotage an AIM sub that wanders too close to Krakoa, but Cable cuts the date short, unable to keep his mind off Strife and the kidnapped mutant baby still out there. Emma's tried to help find Strife and can't. Logan's too busy doing undercover work in Madripoor to help track him. Sister Rachel says he can't be found or he's off planet. Magic confirms he's not in limbo, and her demon being tortured by tiny kindergarten demon spawn playing recorders doesn't even know who Strife is. Not even ex-Strife sidekick Wildchild knows anything, despite Cable's best attempts to beat it out of him. Finally, Cable is confronted by his adopted daughter, kind of, Hope, and the two of them discuss the possibility of getting back the only person that might be able to help. Cable. I loved this issue kelsey uh you haven't been as big of a fan of the messiah complex storyline the presence of hope but did this uh tour de force of just different character cameos around strife um work for you i didn't enjoy this issue that much Ooh, hot take we're gonna get a fight (laughs) i gotta say it was not my favorite cable issue reading through it i would argue that this is the best issue since House of X. Reading? Started. <laughs> Wait, the best issue of Cable or just the best issue? I would argue that this might be the best individual. I think this is hands down the best issue of Reign of X. Not not even close. I think this might be better than anything that came out of Dawn of X. <sighs> okay, well, let's start, <laughs> let's start with my problems with this. <laughs> Cable had just zero progression this entire this this entire comic not not the bulk of it i mean just this issue there's no progression it's literally walking to someone and saying hey where's strife i don't know next person hey where's strife i don't know then what then then what wild child hey i'm gonna punch you in the face if you don't tell me where strife is Instead of, you know, him not knowing or them using the psychic to read his mind, which they they had done. And then they say, well, you know who might know stuff about Strife? Me. Future me. Let's go find his corpse, which I guess brings back Deadpool. So that is a plus. (laughs) And then they resurrect him, which uh, I mean. They haven't yet. They haven't. And there's protocols. It just. What? It's an enjoyable issue in the sense of just being kind of a fun comic, like the 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 sabotaging of the aim sub, him just leaving his girlfriend there because he's got to find these babies. The scene in Limbo was hilarious. Um, and the idea of bringing back the guy he killed, which is future him, which causes all kinds of problems, is interesting. I just feel like nothing really happened in this issue to get to that point. I think you're very foolish and not a wise person. You have a beard like a dwarf, but you don't have the wisdom of a dwarf. And let me tell you why you're wrong. First off, CW vibes. Beginning, opening, felt like a CW, like the best kind of CW. You saw Cable's abs. You saw Esme's like just slim figure. You saw making out in the water. You saw some older generation interaction oh, and cr- between cresting Cyclops out of the water across. onto the boat. Just yeah. Dripping, oh man, glistening. it was so CW. I was so hot for it. Then, then he <laughs> runs away and leaves her at the pinnacle of their love. Like, who saw that coming? Not this guy, because I can tell you that that showed that he's more than a teenager. He's brooding and he's a, in a, he's a in man a way on a mission. Me, yeah relatable yet beyond me at the same time more driven uh then he goes gets to see all these great characters from all different corners and it reveals to you that this is a family story when you get down to it this is about family this is about kid cable it's about him it's always been a family story with the summers people around him and going the family the one person who could help him is kind of his sister mother daughter i don't i don't know what to describe hope as but it it was so amazing to see that hope's the one that he needs to go to in the end 
uh, brings in the five, bring the old cable back. There's still a chance that we'll keep this fun, young cable who's still got a lot to learn. I loved everything about this book. Dane, pick a side here. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm staunchly side Quentin on this argument. Oh, always, the, oh my gosh. This book is fantastic. I, I get oh. Kelsey's, I get Kelsey's complaints because I, I think there's a part of me that says it has no right being this good. Because if you describe this comic to someone, it, it has is, no right being this good. It's cable just saying, Hey, I need help to five different people. And then most of them saying, I can't help you, but it it's important. to. It, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, every every Marvel, every superhero story is there's an alien, it is a doomsday clock where it's collecting bad things, and we got to take it down no matter how impossible. I, yes, I can say that about every issue. Like, you love Supernatural. There's a monster every week. No, 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 no. I still get why Supernatural is innately flawed, okay? I am not t- taking it and going, you know what? Supernatural is equal to Sopranos. No. Not in any way. Now, I'll say this again. Cable's arc in the entirety of his book, his collection, is really good. This comic is still enjoyable, but I am not treating it like this is the best thing that they have put out this entire Reign of X, let alone Dawn of X. Okay, okay. It is. I'll say it it is. is. I don't know that I'm quite to the point of declaring this the greatest comic that's been released since we've been doing this. Now, do you mean is maybe, issue? This issue. Now, yeah. maybe I'm saying that because it's true. Maybe I'm saying it to silence the haters and actually get to talk about this. Uh, but no, Quentin is right. This the issue is great, Kelsey. You like he the the fact that he every just... scene's funny, every scene's action packed. You also get the point that like this is really bothering him. There's these mutant yeah. orphans out there, and Cable is someone who was an orphan. He was sent into the future without his parents. He was left to fend for himself to a degree to have a chance at survival. And the fact that these kids are out there without their family, AKA the theme of the book, uh, bothers him a lot. And I, I think this is that penultimate kind of like before that final arc, this is the setup. And I could not be more excited for the final three issues of this book. It's, you it's could, just you like, set it up without meeting like three of those people. No, it's important because those are all important people in his life. Like those, those were not randomly selected individuals that we just are like, oh, it's to see what people are doing, right? The most random one, I well, guess. We learned a lot from Quanin. Why wasn't she in there? The, the Fallen Angels. The most the star of that book. She's busy. The making most, a good comic. The most. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Quentin. The most random person that got pulled in in some ways was magic and that may have been the best one like this was primo magic that she's just beating up kids in you know the the name of teaching them (laughs) that she takes well and it also wasn't random no no i know it gave you a reason why they needed the cable by having each sector of the marvel world too like you get a psychic you get a technology person you get a um magic person you get his former friends like i just i just get the, the best tracker the closest connections possible to him i magic is probably the most distant in that way but seeing her like the magic we've gotten to really know and love through all of this like and how she runs limbo like she just got this sort of casual but like iron tight control the fact that she's torturing that demon with those little kid demons and recorders playing terrible recorders and singing yeah, I would watch. Hey, there's a kazoo in there. It is. I mean, it's just, it's so good. Like all the extra, all the extra little stuff throughout it is just it makes it come alive. And like, yeah, I don't really care about Wild Child at the end, but I get why he's important to the you know this progression towards strife and everything. And it just honestly, at this point, I feel like you could just like have Doug and Wright cable in a blank room and i'm gonna find a reason to like it well um also wild child may have been the best one like how do we know you're not strife like that like that psychological thing i know it's like cheap sci-fi tropes or whatever but i thought it was awesome but also i I love that also wild child is a citizen of krakoa he literally just assaulted the other sister. Just didn't go. It's like, hey, can we talk to Wild Child first? No, he just goes up. There's like, I'm, I'm gonna go mess this guy up and get the information. I mean, 
are there no legal he's parameters in this country? That's what I like about it. He's a kid. Okay, like he he's not that much of a kid. He's a teenager. He's got a, a hot head, clearly, or else he wouldn't have left Esme's hot body. <laughs> I like how you're talking about them, how they're children, and then just referred to her hot body. I know. I'm Woo-woo. trying to get that CWC. I, I recently watched the episode of Family Guy where they're like canceling the Family Guy, so they have to relaunch the show. And one of their pitches is that's a CW show. Oh, yeah. So it's like Peter and Lois and everybody's getting rained on constantly. <laughs> and they're just like out by their cars staring at each other for the intro and stuff. It's awesome. It's like Riverdale. They're supposed to be teenagers, but you know, you know they're 28. Yeah. Right, all the actors there are in their no way 20s. For a teenager. It's the same thing as like Glee and stuff. How it's like, he's 32. How are you expecting me to convince that 16? Yeah. Well, um, here's another thing that doesn't uh, convince you of its premise, and that is the book. Exc- Just kidding. No, let's talk Excalibur number 19. Uh, Kelsey, what happened in Excalibur 19? A lot happened in Excalibur number 19. A lot of glorious things, including the Betsy Braddock of Earth 13094. I had to look this one up or whatever. Anyways. Able to finally find Betsy Braddock of Earth 616. To capture her, though, she must re- she realized that she is just an actual soul. Returning to Saturn 9 to with the rest of the Cat and Britain cores, they are turned away, not allowed to resurrect her. She is able to return the soul of 616, Betsy Braddock, to her brother and associates. She, uh, the soul will not enter the body, and Quanon, who was able to stop the previous clone from the previous issue, must follow her to Avalon and retrieve her. To retrieve her, she has to accept her Betsy into her body, meaning kind of a weird situation between those two, and then is finally able to return the original 616 Betsy into her rightful, well, clone body, driving out the spirit that is in it, who turns out to be Malice, who I have yet to look up, but apparently it's a problem that she has now entered Krakoa and apparently can be in anybody. Yeah. And scene. And scene, yeah. So this book uh, brought Excalibur together. Uh, I know apparently the druid... um, you know, using the grimoire of apocalypse. Oh yeah, he's, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. The he's druid. Had... Yeah, Richter. Richter. Richter, the druid. Yeah, the druid. The druid. Um, did you uh feel the stakes in this one, Dame? We're finally getting back, uh, Captain Britain. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was bad. It just, I think it was maybe too high concept for me at the moment. Wow. I don't know. It's just, it was just like. I get it, but I don't know that I got it. Does, does that make any sense at all? Yeah, if, they, like, if like... Quanon had gone to five different realms okay. and looked for well... Betsy and said, is she here? And they said, no. And then she went to the next one. Fuck. That would <laughs> yeah. be better. You're right. I don't know. You're right. No, no, but, but, like, look, I think the thing that we... Like, liked about the cable is it like that you do understand that like there's a character that you can you can relate to and like but like why did Psylocke like she's like the spirit won't go in the body we just gotta kick it and let it run away and then I'll get her back I don't know she's taking a chance back to the same thing all right Kelsey so we're like complaining about how he goes to these five people but like it shows you a logical progression like I want to find this way to find strife I want to find this way to find strife look at this book it's like we're just going to resurrect him with this uh, dark coal or sorry, what do you call it? The um, grimoire of apocalypse. Like, and of course it doesn't work. I feel like at least like it made sense. The storyline, even if it was a little repetitive, I don't know. So if there's magic, if magic is used to explain things, you can't do it. Huh? If they had said what? What I I I just think we're <laughs> I think we're getting to a point where it's become too much of a this comic versus that comic. I don't think that's necessary. Oh no. no! In the in the end, Cable is the superior comic in all. But this this Excalibur issue was actually good. It wasn't good for Excalibur. No, no, I'm fine with no. That. This was good. Okay, 
Quanan and Betsy have like a little coming together moment. You realize why Betsy's spirit just runs away. She's still she has no idea what's happened. Her spirit doesn't. Why? Know why is Rogue? Grown. Why do they put that part where Rogue fights off the spirit or whatever? I think so. You could have someone go. I know who it is. Okay. I, I feel like this that. book, Excalibur, is the masterclass of how to make it feel like everything should be different next issue, but then have nothing change. Like I, it feels like every issue. It's like, oh, this is going to be way different next issue, and then they're doing the same thing every issue, like standing around a table talking about, you know, resurrecting this person or, you know, different gates. Well, to I mean, finding, or... finding Betsy Braddock, their Betsy Braddock was kind of a big deal for them. I feel uh, like we've done this like six times. I will say this. I think it, it's funny that you had mentioned the Kelsey's love of supernatural. I like supernatural as well, but um, that it does in some ways feel like, the Betsy was like a, you know, like this ghost, a spirit that was wandering and it was Psylocke's job Torture. to like, to get like her the back. Idea of a haunt, like, yeah. A haunt, yeah. Like a... And so I, I like the idea of it. And I think it's kind of cool that it's, it, she manifested at this like village fire or the spirit or whatever in the village. So, I mean, and I think that I think this is once they split back up again, maybe the most interesting thing about both these characters is who is, Betsy to Psylocke and who is Psylocke to Betsy and what does that mean? So I don't like, I thought this is a cool concept. I don't know. I just, I think it could have been a little clearer in some ways that it was done, but I think it was, it's definitely a cool idea. And it's, it is the thing about those characters that I am most excited to see explored. Listen, as long as I don't have to have Jubilee talking about Shogo all the time, <laughs> you know, it's an improvement to me. There was very yeah. little. Very I feel little like this is an anime in the way that I feel like there's an English translation of something that is written in another language. That's how I read this book. You're getting I'm the like, dubs and you're like, okay, this doesn't this make sense. It kind of makes sense. I can follow, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to a translation of another language and I, I just have to piece together what's happening on my own. What did Betsy actually that's, call That's up? my take. Like a little face thing. It looked like a tablet. An alien. Uh, but are, are, evil psychic. Are we supposed to know what that is? Or why I, it's there? I know nothing about malice. I don't know. out. I don't either, but... It's like a psychic entity. But I just... I was guessing that. And I guess maybe that's part of what it is. Is it like sort of the ending of it didn't really stick the landing for me? And maybe that's my own fault because... You know, I don't have the knowledge for it too, but the fact that I'm like, oh, she just coughed up a weird bald-headed face choker. Yeah, like why was it there? Pure so Malice is a marauder. It's a right. mutant. Okay, while well, people are possessed by her, a black necklace. Oh. Something, 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 something. Oh, so that's that necklace that broke off with the face yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. I... Yeah, but like, why not plant that seed earlier or something? I would instead agree. of like this issue, like why not like ha give me hints, like some sort of trail instead of like tell this is what I'm talking about. Feels like everything changed yet nothing happens. Like a season of a show is a ish, like a season of what would be a good TV show is an issue of Excalibur. Also, why was it just in her mouth? Like why was she like? Choking I don't know. We're probably it. How did it get there? Well, she was in Otherworld last we saw her. She died in Otherworld. Also. Which well, hold on, though. Where she was kept in that box. Also, she was made by Sinister. Who says Sinister didn't shove that thing in her? So, I mean, I'm... Because, like you said, she was a marauder, right? I'm fine with the mystery and what that means. Like, that is kind of interesting. Like Kelsey's saying, like, it's it's a it's a clone body that was made, right? Um, that it's... Well... Did Sinister... Yeah, okay, so Jamie had Sinister yeah, made. Yeah, Sinister made okay. it for Sinister. Her sister so, made it for Jamie. If if she was a marauder, then so I guess it's yeah. a little more interesting. Like that, I now that we're talking about it a little bit more and there's a little more explanation, it does lend to like I guess a more intriguing, interesting ending. But so I guess part of it is though is like if this is like Man, the real, you're giving a lot more credit than I no, would no, no. for this. No, I mean it's <laughs> it's just that without that knowledge, it's hard to stick that ending. And I I can't imagine malice is like. If you're banking the ending of your comic being good on 
somebody knowing like a marauder, you know, a C tier marauder, like it's just that's going to be tough. Yeah, but like here, here's my whole thing though. You brought well, up Shao that King like we use. finally got Captain Britain back. Like, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about like let's make the end of your comic like what it's like to have your friend who's been gone for so long back. I mean, we've had like might six be the next fake one. out. She's back. It might be the next one. Like, this is just not to mention the complication of the Psylocke Captain Bird thing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. But uh, a good good book, good book. <laughs> stuff. It's a lot. It's a, it's a good book though. It's, it's all right. It's all yeah, all yeah. Good. If you like that Chris Claremont '90s style writing, um, towards the end of his career, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> wow. uh, you'll really like this book. I, I uh, think I think it's clearly not. I think there are people like when I read this, I feel like there are people who would say this is my favorite. It's not mine, obviously, but it's not something that's just like so objectively bad to me. Like, um, oh God, I'm forgetting the name of it. What was the, the one of which Fallen one? Angels? Speak? Yeah, it's not Fallen Fallen. like that's just, that's just objectively bad. Like it was poorly yeah. written. This I think has a place for somebody. I just, I don't know that it's me. I see that it it can have Let a home. Let us know on Twitter. Why do you love this book? What what uh keeps bringing you back to it? Let's go ahead and jump into the danger room so we can get some of this uh anger out and really reunite the team together through hard work. Who's ready? Let's do it. Yep. All right, we're going to play 20 questions, the game where you have 20 yes or no questions against the person, place, thing, idea uh, from the Marvel Universe. 20 questions, and let the challenge begin. Is this a character? No. Is this a place? No. Is this a physical thing? Yes. Is this... An item. Yes. Kelsey, how do you consider an item different than a physical thing? Something you can hold or touch as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, like a, oh, I don't know. I probably, I probably screwed it up. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Just checking. Uh, is this a weapon? It could it be considered be. that. <laughs> I mean, uh, can it be it's held a physical in your hands? thing and an item. So, can it, can yeah. it be held in your hands? Yes. Is this an item closely associated with the X-Men? No. Is it an item closely associated with an enemy of the X-Men? Yes. Kelsey, what are you thinking? Where are you going with that one? Well, he likes to link it to the comics we've had, so strife, things like that. Yeah. So, do you have an item closely associated with strife? There's an argument to be made that if it's closely associated to strife, it is closely associated so, to an X Men. As strife mm, is, I don't know what items he has. I mean, time travel stuff, which could be used as a weapon. Um, is this item metallic? No. So, so it's so it's not metallic. That's correct. That's not metallic. Um, what about? Would you then, Dane, make the assumption that it is organic? Not could be plastic. Is this item psionic? Hmm. Could be. It has been before. I'm going to say yes. Kelsey, <laughs> that threw me for a bigger loop. What, psionic item? Yeah, could could be psionic. Not even a definitively psionic item. No, he said I, I'm going to say yes. I well, think I guess yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, not associated with the X-Men, but associated with one of their enemies. 
correct. I guess we you're right with his connection to the comics. Is the enemy it is associated with strife? No. Who has access to items. psychics? Yeah. Is the enemy associated with cable? No. Okay. That puts me at ten on my side. Um, that was number twelve. Mm, okay. Way yeah. to go, Dane. <laughs> I'm nothing if not honest. Um, what about with Psylocke? Yeah, I thought about that too. Um, so I I know Quentin. Maybe he's just going like mastermind. He's just like head stuck in Hellions, you know. Um, but that's not an item. Mastermind's not. I know, I know. That was just a, a joke of the fact that. We'd find a way to talk about Hellions, even in an off. He said you could hold it in your hands. Yeah, could be a weapon. Gosh, I am stumpied. Uh, is the character which is associated with native to Earth? Um, no. No, but I'll say this. It's associated with several characters. Okay. So that's a hard one to answer. Okay. Several might be too strong a word. It's not more than one. Completely associated with one character. Yeah. Okay. Some more than others, but not. Is there a primary character that you're considering this associated with? Like, when you say that the, the person is not native, is that answer in reference to the, the primary? primary character I associate this book with is not native? This book with? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this book with what books do we um, have that would you consider this item to be the primary person that it is associated with to be apocalypse no okay this um, is hard enough that that you think even lending that it wasn't yeah i don't i don't necessarily know that you'll get it okay so he said it was a book what do we have that well, my immediate thought was the the grimoire. That's an X Men villain. Sounds... It's a book. Apocalypse. Apocalypse is an X Men villain. I guess Apocalypse is. Uh... But it's not psychic. It's true. What's a psychic made... book? Psychic energy. If something's made of psychic energy, then. Um... You can't just Google X Men psychic book and get an answer. Uh... <laughs> Um, that's pretty nuts I'm, that he just I'm told us to it was think, a book and we're still well I'm trying to think of who who could be associated with it from what we've read I mean is it a, are they an enemy of the Captain Britain Corps yeah so who I mean who gets it on with the Captain Britain Corps uh, I mean, they protect the multiverse, so I feel like a lot of people. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know if there was anyone you knew off the top of your head that was. I think that was a good question. I think it helped you realize. That yeah, it yeah, was... it does. It does. Yeah. Um, what's um? I don't know. I'm just thinking of like uh, Uncanny X Force, and who's that guy that ain't got no skin? That looks like a judge. He was in that, but maybe that was more of a Phantom X thing. I don't remember. What? The Flay? I don't. I don't know. I know you're talking about, but I can't I, think of his name. Pretty deep cut. Well, for a guy with you know, got skinned. Yeah, it is a deep cut. Um, a Britain core, and it's like Saturnine. Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm one question. No, I'm talking. Are you asking if Saturnine is okay? Yeah. What do you think about that? Um. Yeah, I'll ask that. Is the character that we're discussing Saturnine? No. Okay. Um, I don't know if it'd be... I mean, would we go so far as it'd be as simple as Mastermind as being the character? What about uh, the guy with all the stuff? And then there's a guy who runs that whole... Um, Jim, 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 Jim. Jim Jaspers. What you... Jim Jaspers. <laughs> guy with all the stuff. 
He's in a. He's in. He he traps that um one in the bottle, right? Oh oh oh! You're talking about from the other world. I think that is Jim Jaspers. I think you're right. I think you are right, but I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. Do you have anything here? I don't know. I don't know Captain Britain enemies. You guys are getting pretty stuck on the person. You know, it's a book. There's not that many of those. I feel like. Wait, we we know we know the item is a book. Yeah, Quentin let that slip. I was like, oh, I thought he meant a book like the comic. No, 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 no. Like he he said that it was a book, and we we caught him in that. So, oh, God, <laughs> Kelsey didn't even know we've been looking books, for a book books. for a while. Um, yeah. See, I had another question, but then Quentin was like, "You're getting caught up in the." The person. That's the only direction I'm going. Um, well, yeah, because... I mean, it could be helpful, but I just knew you guys are floundering for a while there. Who has any books? And if it's um, made of psychic energy... You would think psychic book would have been a very helpful Google search term, but here we are. Right. Uh, what about, like, the... What would you consider, like, the, the backup? Uh, like, like, the... Um, Cerebro backups or something? Would you consider that a psychic book? Is that a clarifying question? Is that what you're asking me? How many questions do we have, Dane? We have four and a guess. Yes, I'm asking that. Well, I mean, I'd even just give you that. I would not consider that a book. Okay. So he's thinking like a physical book. Psychic book. It could be a weapon. Is by an enemy of the Captain Britain Corps. What? I think you guys are getting pretty stuck on this psychic too. You asked if it like was psionic, like if yeah, it's very like, psionic. I'm not saying energy. it's like a yeah, like it has that capacity. Um, would you consider? Oh, oh no, but it's not associated with the X Men, is it? Associated with the X villain. Um. What's Mephisto? Does Mephisto have a magic book? I really don't know. I'm I'm drawing a blank on book. I thought when he said book, I'm like, well, it's the grimoire. We're done. Let's get out of here. Um, is it associated with? No, it's an orb, isn't it? I was about to ask if it's associated with a goat because I remember the the goat character that I think turns out to be Jamie Braddock, but he has an orb, not a book. Kelsey, I am full on lost. Is it associated with Mephisto? Um, no. Okay. He hesitated. Not directly. Dude, I don't know any any books in within the books. There's... Items are a hard one, man. Um, would you consider this demonic? Yes. The book demonic. Okay. I I don't I don't know any of the. I mean, he says it's not associated with Mephisto, not directly. So it could be, you know, Blackheart, Ghost Rider, all those types. Has Blackheart ever gone on it with the Captain Britain Corps? I have no, not that I know of, but I don't know a whole lot about. We also got a little bit of magic this week. Yeah, but she's an X-Man. Yeah, but it could have been a, a villain of, like a demonic villain. Yeah. Man, I would have just given up if I hadn't asked that damn demon question. Now I feel like we got too close. Yep. I could have th- I could have thrown in the towel and been like, we're never going to get there. But then I feel like we just got... <sighs> what demon books are there? That's... I, I couldn't tell you. Guys, giving up? Throwing in the towel? I don't think we're getting there. I don't think Kelsey? we're getting there. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. throwing it in. What do you, hit me? It's the Darkhold, which is a grimoire oh, used by from... Morgan Le Fay, the yeah. original bad guy in Excalibur. Um, the first bad guy we faced, also fe- recently featured in WandaVision. Yeah. Forgot about um, that. Yeah, I, so I... the Darkhold was what was the basis of Apocalypse Grimoire he got, like from studying Morgan Le Fay. I, I really. Sh- 
I think I threw myself off with this psionic energy thing. Yeah, that was tough. But I it, it like has like the souls of people and stuff in it, so I didn't know how to answer that. I feel like I would be screwing you if I said it didn't have psionic energy in it. I don't think I, I was ever getting there, so I feel all right. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, that was a tough one. I knew it'd be kind of hard. Even with the book slip, we couldn't get there. I, I was right. just thinking, how many famous books are there in Marvel comics? Like the Marvel. I mean, I don't know. I don't even... Like, that's obviously a big one. But if you just told me famous books, I don't think I ever would have been like, oh, yeah, I, I would but... think with WandaVision that the mo- the demonic and magical stuff, I'd right. be like... And I guess yeah. that, that book's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a quite a few places. So, see, oh, Cassie well. knows about it. I blame him. Yeah, yeah I should have known it. I should have. When after well, you said it, I'm like, oh, I should know that. It's not blame me for accidentally slipping that it was a book to even begin with. And no, we we'll still just blame you for ranking Cable this week that high. Look, cable so good. Re- go read Cable. You're fighting a, a loser's battle trying to get me to team up against him on that one, Kelsey. I'm not. I don't need you to team up. I don't need you guys. <laughs> To be on my side when you're wrong. Well, you know what? I'm too busy for this, so I'm going to jump off of this yacht right into the ocean. Kelsey, you could go look for five people and none of them would help you in arguing that Excalibur is a better book this week. Oh, I bet they would. It'd still be a better read. All right. That's all the time we got this week. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you next time. Same X time. Same X channel. Later. Cable's ending in 12 issues. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Examination Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, write us a five-star Omega-level review that would make us mutant and proud. We would really appreciate it. Me and the guys love Talking Nerd, and we want you to be a part of the conversation as well. If you have any topics you want to discuss, questions to ask, or suggestions for the Marvel 20 Questions Danger Room segment, you can always get connected with us. Email us at q.examination at gmail.com. Remember, examination is E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle, at examination, spelled the same way. Or visit our website, examination.blogspot.com. Thanks again for listening. We love having you be a part of our community, and we can't wait to hear from you. See you next week.